Area 941 podcast are produced and distributed by Community Powered 94.1 KPFA Radio. Please help support Area 941 at kpfa.org. I'm C.S. Song, KPFA's associate theater critic, and my guest in studio is Jackie Chung. She is an actor, and she plays a key role, the role of a writing professor, in Office Hour, a play by Julia Cho, now at Berkeley Repertory Theater through March 25th. Welcome, Jackie. And this play, directed by Lisa Peterson, is about, well, what would you say it's about? On one level, I think it's about a professor who holds an office hour with a troubled student that she's trying to connect to. And then through that conversation, I think a lot of themes and a lot of things come up. But if I'm trying to tell someone (laughs) that I want to come see the show, um, I just tell them that, that that's basically what happens in the play. What were your impressions when you read the script for the first time? Because it's a very... Tense drama. The issue of guns does come up. This person, this 18-year-old student, is antisocial. He is writing a lot of things in writing class that are making other students uncomfortable. What were your thoughts and impressions as you looked at this for the first time? Well, as an actor, I thought it was exciting. It's not often that you see plays with Asian-American characters. It is not often that you see plays with Asian-American leads in a play. And it's not often that you see characters who are so complex and (laughs) Asian-American. So to see people who are struggling and to see people who are trying to connect was also exciting. And as an actor, it would just seem like, oh, my God, this is just an amazing role to play. What a challenge. Just... All of the dialogue alone is a challenge, but all of the emotions that these characters go through. And then obviously because of the gun violence, we, you know, as a cast, we've talked about it. And I'm sure when they read it, too, that they felt this way is that this play is unfortunately continues to be very timely. So to see someone who's trying to, you know, broach this topic was interesting to me. And to see it in this way where a woman is trying to reach out with empathy and trying to connect with someone to prevent a horrific event from happening, um, I thought was an interesting approach. And I love the structure of the play. And I just was excited to be able to work on it. So what does the the empathy that you have for the student that you talk with most of the uh, 80 minutes of this play, what does that say to you about Julia Cho, the playwright, and the sense of compassion she has toward her characters, including you and including this troubled student? I think she has amazing empathy and compassion for her characters. I think the fact that she writes them as full people and human people and flawed people, but people who persevere, um, says a lot about her. She doesn't just stay at the surface level of a character. She's trying to give them different levels. So I think she cares so much about them. And I know that she has been an assistant professor or has, you know, adjunct, has taught in some capacity. So I think she can really relate to both of the characters. She's seen students. She has been on the other side as the professor. So I think she knows these characters really deeply. 
So one thing your character does in this play is, in a sense, stand up to and at various times confront someone who is scary and mysterious and off-putting. What does it mean to you and what did it demand from you that your character is taking risks and putting herself out there in a way that other people at this university uh, wouldn't or couldn't? Yeah, there were definitely uh, rehearsals where, <laughs> you know, Lisa's like, you can be really strong with him because if I were in that situation, I wouldn't do that either. I would be really scared. Um, but I think, you know, Gina is a person who probably loses her, loses her temper sometimes. She acts impulsively. She's also at a very difficult time in her life where her marriage is ending. So I think, you know, she loses it and then realizes, oh, actually, I'm getting through to you a little bit with this approach. So maybe I will use that. And I think based on the first scene, you can see that she's sort of a last resort, that these teachers, the other teachers have tried things. They've gone to the higher ups. They don't know what else to do. And so I do think she feels like she has to take it upon herself to try to connect with him. And even though there's a joke in the beginning about them having similar backgrounds, it does affect their relationship. And in fact, they do have a lot of similarities in their life and have been through a lot of similar feelings. So I feel like all of that makes her continue to try to reach out to him. And how important to this play's narrative is the fact that Gina, the character, again, the writing professor, the adjunct writing professor at this university, talking to this troubled student, she self-discloses a lot. She tells the student a lot about her own life. Um, how do you feel about that, or how do you think that adds power or relevance to what's going on on stage? Well, I think that's... Um, I don't know if she initially uses it as a tactic. I think a lot of it, like I said, with her getting angry, is she's she has her emotions out. <laughs> uh, I think she's, in general, like that, but also given the time that she's going through. So... I think she does expose herself a little. And then she realizes, you know, if I can be vulnerable with you, maybe you can be vulnerable with me. And she also wants him to see that she understands and that she's been through some of those feelings and things in her past. So she wants him to feel like he can be a part of the conversation with her. Gina believes that Dennis's, and this is the student's name, that Dennis's silence, because he's, he's silent, he's very difficult to draw out, that his silence is at least partly about power. Can you share with us some sense of Gina's reasoning behind this? Well, Gina talks about her father and how he would put on a sort of front in his life just to get through his day-to-day. -day. And so she feels like she has experience with someone like this, um, that she's seen this kind of behavior before. So she basically calls him out on it, but first by explaining her past so that she can articulate to him that she understands. Right. Her past allows her to either provide a window into his understanding or to assume that she can connect with him in some way. And in fact, connection is a very strong theme in this play, isn't it? And the connection is also made between writing and connection, that writing is part of, or part of writing, a significant part of writing is about connecting to other people. Can you talk about that association of, of writing and of 
what Gina thinks needs to happen between her and the student in order for something good to come out of this conversation? Sure. I think, you know, Gina's trying anything she can to connect to him. She knows that he wants to be a writer. I mean, he clearly, he's given an assignment to just write a few pages, and he he writes many. So he has something to say. But she also feels like he isn't really expressing what he wants to, that he's kind of writing things to shock people, to to show people. It's sort of like, you know, people have their preconceptions about him probably by the way he looks. And so then he decides to give them that. He's like, okay, I will wear these sunglasses. I will write this writing that will shock you and scare you. And so she wants to connect with him because she knows he wants to be a writer and he wants to be a good writer. So it's just one of the touch points for her on how to reach out to him. Jackie Chung joins me in studio. She plays the role of a college writing instructor who meets with a troubled student in Berkeley Repertory Theater's current production of Office Hour. It's a play by Julia Cho. Office Hour, which is directed by Lisa Peterson, runs through March 25th. For tickets and more information, you can call 510-647-2949, 510-647-2949, or visit berkeleyrep.org. So you and the character of Dennis occupy the stage, just the two of you, for much of the play, which would make people think that there needs to be good chemistry between the two of you. Do you think that's true? And what would uh, good chemistry in a play like this mean anyway? (laughs) Um, I think it's always good to have good chemistry, I guess. I think really what that comes down to is being open to the other people you're on stage with, which is always what you hope for. It's never fun to act with someone who's acting alone, who doesn't take in the things that you're giving them. So... I like to think Daniel and I have good chemistry. We get along off stage. The entire cast does. They're all lovely, really funny, generous people. So we all get along off stage. And I think that does come out on stage. We feel comfortable. We feel safe with each other. And so I hope people see that that chemistry is there. There are a series of uh, interruptions, you might say, within the play. And obviously, we don't want to give anything away. But could you share with me your thoughts about what those interruptions do, what you understand the playwright to be doing when the plot goes off briefly in a certain direction and then everything appears to be back the way it was? You know, I think any play is open to interpretation. People take what they want from it. For me, it's that Gina's with this student. It's scary. She doesn't know exactly how to approach him. And she tries different tactics. And, you know... In any situation you're in, sometimes your imagination takes you to different places and you can play them out in certain ways. And so in my mind, it's her imagining how things could go if she could takes one route, if she really pushes him with anger or if she reaches out with empathy, um, if she focuses on the writing, if she opens herself up and is vulnerable. There's just so many different ways that this conversation can go. And there's a kind of chaos expressed, isn't there, in the rapid succession, especially at one point, of different kinds of scenarios, of the chaos that I imagine 
the playwright was was thinking is a real part of incidents involving guns and gun violence and violence at a school. Yes. Uh, there are a lot of different scenarios, all of which I think are probably in the realm of possible. At one point, Dennis, the student, he talks about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is this gigantic area of the Pacific Ocean, you know, where billions of pieces of plastic and other debris are located, and it's growing. He talks about that briefly. Um, have any sense of why he, he brings this up? It's interesting because, um, you know, they do, the theater does talkbacks after every show, and we are invited to some and others happen without us. And we often will go to the booth and listen in. <laughs> and that's often part of the play that comes up. So I feel like people have such different reactions and different reasons in their mind as to why that's there and why he says it, that I'm sort of wary of saying exactly what, because it's so interesting to hear people's interpretations. Yeah, they must differ sometimes wildly, right? Yes. These talkbacks have been really incredible. Some people share a lot. And I know that Julia wrote this play hoping that it could provide healing for some people. And I think for a lot of people seeing this on stage and seeing these characters, either as educators or as students, it seems has been helpful. And also what has been lovely for me to see as I watch from the booth, <laughs> creepily, um, is that there have been a good number of Asian American audience members. And without fail, there will be at least one who says that it is so heartening to see these two characters on stage, that how I felt reading the play is how they feel seeing it, that I don't often see Asian American people on stage. I don't see Asian American people in these kinds of roles. And also expressing feelings that I have been feeling. That came up a lot. Like the words that Dennis says, people have said, those are the exact thoughts that I've had. So that has been really powerful. And what is it like to almost every night play someone who's super nervous and wary and yet compassionate and trying to reach out to another human being? What's that like just kind of emotionally for you as an actor, as someone who has this kind of routine, but the routine is a very tense and dramatic one? People have often asked about that. Is how do you get through the play? Um, we had an... <laughs> A friend of a friend come and he said, do you just carbo load <laughs> just to keep your energy up? And I said, no, but I should do that. Um, I keep thinking in my mind that because I'm here with my son and my husband isn't here, so I just go home and it's like I cannot even think about the play. I'm just thinking about dinner. I'm thinking about the next day. So I feel like I can let it go. But after several months of doing this play, I've had a lot of neck and back pain. Oh. So... I have come to realize that I'm pushing it out of my mind and pushing it into my body. <laughs> right. So it is taking its toll. It's a lot to hold that much tension in your body for so long. Um, I do feel like both of our characters do have moments of release, and that helps. But just from a technical actor side of things, I'm just stretching, <laughs> finding times to relax and sit. So we are definitely taking care of ourselves or trying to. 
Yeah, and perhaps people would think, well, it's a routinized thing, right? So you know what you're going to do every night or try to do every night. And so that might take the load off in terms of the the emotion and the um, commitment you need to make. But I guess you are fully trying to inhabit that character every night. And so every night anew, you are experiencing those things that your character is experiencing. Yes. I mean, as actors, we try to be in the moment as much as we can. Even though you know where you need to be, you're still trying to be as alive in every moment as you can. And, you know, obviously there's a script, but, you know, sometimes Daniel turns his head differently towards me or at a different moment, you know, and in order to keep this live and fresh, I have to keep looking for those. So it's always going to change. It's never going to be quite the same. So I got the script after I saw the play, and it begins, the script begins with the following quote by Hallmar or Jalmar Soderberg. The quote goes like this, People want to be loved, failing that admired, failing that feared, failing that hated and despised. They want to evoke some sort of sentiment. The soul shudders before oblivion and seeks connection at any price. So this is what someone reading this play sees at the very beginning, before anything happens, before any characters are introduced. Um, What's your sense of what those words mean in the context of this play? I mean, it really is true, I think, about human beings. You do want to connect. You don't want to live in isolation. Um, And I think... Both characters, actually, of Gina and Dennis, are probably feeling that way in that moment. They both want to connect. I think that's why Gina tries so hard to do so, that she understands where he's feeling and understands that deep desire for connection and to be seen. Jackie Chung, she is an actor. She plays the role of a writing professor in Berkeley Repertory Theater's current production of Office Hour. It's a play by Julia Cho. It runs through March 25th. It's directed by Lisa Peterson, co-produced by Long Wharf Theater. Again, for tickets and more information, you can call 510-647-2949, or you can visit berkeleyrep.org. Berkeley Rep is located at 2025 Addison Street in Berkeley. Jackie is a member of Partial Comfort Productions, and the Ensemble Studio Theater. Jackie, congratulations on the play, and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And I'm C.S. Song on Bay Area Theater for KPFA.